This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Visit fubarradio.com for more details. Lizzie Cundy on Fubar Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Lizzie Cundy and you are listening to Fubar Radio. And what a show we have in store for you. It is bumper packed. Full of hot gossip and hot celebs, and I also have the hottest man, the hottest, full of gossip man. <laughs> he is the OK Online extraordinaire, Jonathan Bell. You're very kind, Lizzie. How are you? I am. I'm actually fantastic. Good. It's darker mornings, yeah. darker evenings, but I'm. I'm actually love winter. It's all good, isn't it? I am yeah, excited. You can wrap up. And um, this show, I, I don't know where to start. There's loads, isn't there? There's so much to get through in the next two hours. But you know who's back? Who's back? Bond. Ba-dum-bow. Bond is back, and this is what we're going to do. We've got to play some Bond. We have got, of course, Sam Smith. Let's play the track, and then we'll get on with the show. Good stuff. What Boom. a track! That, you see, I like it. Big finish. Do you like it? Uh, it, it's a bit off message to say that I don't, isn't it? The thing is, it is growing on me, but like I, a, I have like a few a issues. Okay, here are my issues with the track. Okay, okay? Um, and maybe people can tweet us to say whether they think it's a winner or not. Uh, yeah, give me a, uh, your best James Bond track. Okay. I, see, that is one of my. I like the I orchestra like the 80s stuff. Oh, do you? Yeah. Due to a kill. Yeah, great track. Uh, Living Daylights. Oh, bit of aha. Lovely. Oh, I love that. Here's the thing with that track. Oh. First of all, he's too vulnerable. Mm. Bond needs to be stirring. He needs to be masculine. He needs to be boom, 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 boom. Not oh, I'm having a bit of a weep at home. But don't the girls like it? They like a a, the a macho man that is a bit vulnerable. Oh, I just don't buy it. Also, Sam Smith said he wrote him. that song in half an hour. That is not what you want to hear. You want to hear that he sat and he slaved over a keyboard for months on end to get it exactly Listen. right. I don't know because the best hits apparently are written. This is true. In like twenty minutes, you know. Yesterday, Paul McCartney mm-hmm. apparently he wrote that in half an hour. Yeah, and he had scrambled eggs in his head. He kept saying scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. Yeah, not sure it would have had the same traction. I like it, guys. Please tweet me and just tell me what you think. And and we're at Fuba Radio. Me and Jonathan here because I'm liking Sam, and he retweeted it. That's he retweeted kind. it when I said I liked oh, it. Oh, no, I like Sam. I just, I'm, I don't know. Well, listen, Bond is getting great reviews. Yeah. The reviews are out today. Yeah. Bond is back, bigger, faster, sexier than ever. Yeah, I think, you know, generally the signs are good. People seem to be saying great stuff about the film. Um, that, I, that I keep wanting to call uh, the writings on the wall, which obviously isn't right. Um, <laughs> Spectre is obviously going down a storm. Uh, it's a combination, I think, of all the classic Bond stuff that we, we're used to. So there's lots of references to Bond's history. Um, but then apparently it's bigger yeah. and bolder with more explosions but is he, than is ever. He, is, he, is he really Bond? I buy it. Do you think... I do. I, I find him too short. He's got very big ears, bigger than Gary Lineker's because <laughs> I interviewed him. He's got quite a large, funny head. Yes. Short legs. Yes. Is he Bond? <laughs> uh, he's somehow, not Bond and he's, he's blonde. He's got something about him, I think. I think he's a good Bond for the age. I think, you know, obviously every time you get a new incarnation of Bond, he's reflective of what people want at that particular time. So 80s was all about the gadgets, you know, uh, the, the, the original Pierce sort of... Broadson. Oh, I mean, come on. He was on. so 90s. So, so 90s but, and then we had Roger Moore's The Comedy yeah exactly so I think he's right I think what's really? more interesting is who's going to be the next Bond 
Um, so, you know, but obviously people are saying... Have you thrown your hat in? Oh. Are you trying to... Do you know what? I don't know what it is, but some, for some reason they haven't returned my calls. Oh. And I find that a little bit upsetting after all I've done for the franchise. <laughs> well, you listen, know. the premiere is on Monday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hope you got your tuxedo um, ready. I have. I'm actually going to a little Bond thing tonight. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be, but apparently there's going to be some familiar faces. Uh, it's like a Spectre event, uh, some kind of Gillette situation going on. That's the other thing. There's so much sponsorship tied into these films nowadays. One thing that really, really bothered me about, I think it was Casino Royale, was the sight of James Bond chugging on a, on a Heineken. You know, mm. just because there was a little bit of dollar in it for the filmmakers. Well, they got to make movies, yeah, got to need true. the money. It's true. But I it's, know what you're saying, though. It's going to be a smash. It's going to be a hit. I can't wait. I'm going Monday. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm not showing off. No, I haven't that's got very a dress cool. yet. I was going to say what you're going to wear. I haven't got a dress. We were <laughs> Darling. Well. I need to go shopping. Yeah. Can I just tell you, we've got a bumper pack show. Mm, tell me Unbelievable. About it. Guess who's coming in? Um... I probably she's, need a clue. Um, tell me, tell me, tell a, me. She's a reality star. Okay. Is she... She uh, doesn't wear tights in winter. So she must be a Geordie, like my wife. She's, uh, yeah. yeah. She, she likes a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help. Um, uh, any, any... Is it Vicky Patterson? Yes! <laughs> we got Vicky, and she's actually in the studio. So Excellent. Guys, got, we're going to have some giggles. Love. We are having some giggles. She dropped by the OK office the other week, oh. and she just tore the place up. She's really, really good fun. No, but she's got loads to tell us, yeah. and she's in... I know, and I'm wondering if she's going to admit it. I hope so. Here on FUBA, she's on a new reality show. I really, really hope she spills the beans. Ah, oh, I know it's true. <laughs> I could spill the beans, but I'll let her do it's it. Mega exciting. Now, listen, I've got to talk to you. I am quite upset. Mm. Now, I know I'm going to get all these One Directioners on my case. Yeah, and they are pretty full on on they social media, so watch out. I know, but I think it was quite awful what One Direction did to the fans. It's tough, isn't it? So the Belfast gig was cancelled with, what, half an hour left before they went on stage? Half an hour left. Yeah, so... It's and, not that, and I know they were probably waiting to see if... So Liam, Liam, Liam Payne, just Liam to fill Payne. you in in case you, you've yeah. missed this, Liam Payne was poorly. They waited till the last minute to see if he was going to be OK. Um, and then they decided to cancel the gig right at the last minute. And there were people that travelled for miles and miles to get there. There were people who had obviously waited and waited. Obviously, you know, the band are splitting up. Yep. This is going to be one of the last chances to catch them live. It's not like they're going to say, right, we're going to reschedule a load more gigs. This What's is some awful? serious and stuff. And they had girls crying. I watched um, Sky News mm. who were like 15, 16, saved all their yeah. pocket money to go, get to Ireland, and then half a minute before the show. And I do believe, I know um, my dear friend Eamon Holmes, who mm. I'm trying to get on, love on the radio, He's so actually nice. I wrote him. a tweet yeah. to say he was so annoyed because his daughter went yeah. and he said that the rest of the boys could have come on the stage, well, could have done something. This is it. You know, this is done the a thing. questions and answers, o- anything. Obviously. Obviously, you know, we love Liam. We wish him all the best. We hope he's well. We hope it's nothing too serious. The papers are saying that it was, you know, due to the pressure of fame and the fact that he's exhausted and the fact that he had some kind of meltdown backstage. And obviously they've been touring nonstop for two years and it's been a difficult time for them, obviously, as they wrap things up. But, yes, why could the other guys, you know... Why could they? Why, why could they not just have come out and and cracked open a few tunes? I mean, I know they're worried about him. They want to make sure he's okay. But yeah. the others could have come on. I agree with you, Jonathan. Yeah. And I really want to know people's views here. Well, look at take. A, I mean, look at take that. Yeah. They, they they're doing a three piece thing at the moment. That's working fine. I think it would have been interesting. Do you think because the, obviously the the headlines are fame made Liam sick? Yeah. It's like how's 
Simon Cow has the you know the music bosses push these guys too far because I did actually see an interview where I felt a bit sorry for them I know they've made loads of money but they're still human yeah and Harry Styles said he hasn't been home since Christmas well, hasn't even seen his mum this is true now there was a time a few years ago where there was a cycle you'd record an album you go away for a year you come back with a new album you tour it and then you take another break these guys have been on the road for two years non-stop they are so massive that they can't actually take a break because they're so big in so many territories so yeah completely the thing is though we've seen before that Liam's one of the ones that deals with the fame perhaps less well than others you know there's a brilliant piece of uh, Vine footage that went viral a few months back where he's posing for selfies and he cracks open a smile every time the camera pops and then him, his face immediately falls like it's, it's clear he's finding it a bit of a drag um, and I'm sure you know some of those guys just can't wait till, till, the, till the band splits now listen you are in the know mm. Mr Showbiz yes is he the one that you thought is the more sensitive one well I, th- I mean I think out of the characters I think the general the general wisdom was that Zayn was always going to go first and that happened I think when you look at the four remaining why was Zayn because he was because the rebel he, well he was the rebel but he also he was the one that was least comfortable with things like the dancing you know he seemed least comfortable with uh, you know the, the side of fame that you know encroaches on his private life um, so yeah it was no surprise really when he left and I think you know this latest uh, incident is is not massively surprising either but it's such a massive shame for the fans I know and that's the thing but you know should they pull themselves get them they're in a privileged position they fly on private jets more money than they'll you know probably none of them have to work again yeah well we know um, what happens when we have a, a boy band or, or a pop band that splits up a few years later whether it's for financial reasons whether they miss the fame whether they miss kind of being part of a band you know, we'll be back on the reunion circuit again. They'll come back and they'll say, oh, we've realised how much we missed it. it. It's got an air of inevitability to it. And I do kind of wish that in these last few months of having One Direction on the scene, you know, even if Liam couldn't make it, that the rest of them could have put something together. But it sounds like they've had enough. I think they have. I think, I think it'll be a miracle enough. if they get through the rest of the tour, to be honest. Now, listen, we have got such a show. Yeah. We've got v- Vina Rampol. Wow. Is That's she a Bond name? girl? <laughs> she should she be with a like name a like that. She should be. <laughs> She's actually a romance and sex expert. Okay. Now, I'm not, if you don't know, I'm not married anymore. Right. Um, but, it, I mean, Chris Evans is, is saying here that marriage is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. It is, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Is it is a bit weird. I mean, speaking as someone that's happily married, it is a bit weird. Um, but it's good. But the thing is, he's been happily married to Natasha Shishmanian for a number of years now. There's a mouthful. Yeah. We've yeah. got all the mouthful names yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> She's another Bond girl. Um, anyway, so to be in a happy marriage with a couple of kids and to make those comments, which may or may not have been quoted out of context, but he said those actual words, marriage is weird. Um, you know, it says the concept doesn't work. I wouldn't work. be too happy if I was I wouldn't be, If I was wifey, dinner in the dog. What? Marriage is weird when you're married to me? Well. <laughs> exactly. And she is super hot as well. So, you know, and a she mean is. golfer. She's a well, great look, we've, got, we've got a really bumper pack show. We've got full of full of guests, full of showbiz gossip, full of news. Let's play a track and then we're going to get on to some more things that you don't know about, Jonathan. Do it. Lizzie Cundy on FUBAR Radio. You're getting down to that track, I was Jonathan. actually really enjoying that. I lost myself in a bit of Derulo. Do you like old Jason? I do like a bit of Jason. That name, Jason. Yeah. I would never 
usually say that name. <laughs> 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 he's a good track. I like him, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah, people fun. say he's a bit of a old a bit big of a, head. Yeah, a bit of a cheese bag. Now, a bit of a cheese bag. I like a cheese bag. Yeah. Um, now. I see you've got your padded pants on. With the padded bottom, oh. or is that your actual bottom? That is my actual bottom. Oh, that's, that's awkward. Why? Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I have been doing lots of bum squats. Yeah, good. That's the way to... Um, yeah, good. I'm blushing. Oh. So, um, anyway, yeah. Excuse the me. reason that I made that rather crude Please, reference yeah. to your posterior yeah. uh, is obviously yesterday was Kim Kardashian's 35th birthday. I know, darling. Uh, did you send a card? Well, I did. I don't know if it got lost in the post. Again, no reply. Rude. No bumps for her. Ha <laughs> ha. Did you get it with the bump? Yeah, it's good. Thanks. I like it. Um, so, yeah, she was uh, 35 yesterday. Um, wow, she's getting on. Yeah, catching up with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people were so busy selling celebrating Back to the Future Day that um, they may have neglected to uh, send her a tweet or a text. I think she got a bit forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Although did not Kim get b- forgotten? Well, not by Kanye. What did uh, he get? Come he on. put on what looked very much like a birthday party and a baby shower rolled into one. No. So uh, there was a birthday cake, which was very much inspired by um, the theme of their wedding. Uh, and uh, yeah, all the guests were given a false bump to wear. <laughs> That's actually very funny. Yeah, yeah. He's got a sense of humour. Yeah, well, he um, he apparently rented out a, a movie theatre to screen the new Steve Jobs film, which is a funny way to spend your birthday. <laughs> I think that was probably... That's I like when you yeah, buy a gift for somebody, but it's actually what you want. But she can't drink. She this can't party. Yeah. She's got a hefty old bump. So uh, the family and friends came dressed up as their best pregnant Kim look. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she did feel a bit special. I want to be... I like him. You know, we're friends. Are you? We're showbiz pals. Really? Yeah. Nice. Made friends at the Perfume Awards. Wow. She asked me to come and sit next to her. That's pretty cool. I was like trying to be cool. cool. I was like, maybe I might come over in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before she knew it, I was like, that. yeah, hi. in there like a shot. Hi, hi guys. There's some great pictures actually of um, of her amazing birthday cake, which is so big it should probably have its own postcode. Um, as is well it as on okay? It's on okay online. As yes. usual, okay. they have the hottest okay. news. Um, now listen, darling. Yeah. I want to say, Adele, where ah. has she been? She's suddenly back. She said life got in the way. Well, it certainly did. Well, she got married up, obviously. She, she had a baby. She's super private. I mean, seeing, finding a, a picture of uh, Adele over the last few years has been like, you know, finding hen's teeth. It's been pretty, pretty tough. I mean, what, pretty what, dry on the Adele I wondered front. whether she'd had a little Liam, a little meltdown, you No, see? I think she just basically... I mean, you crack out a couple of massive, massive albums. You're sitting on a massive chunk of money. Your life has changed beyond recognition. You fall in love. You have a baby. Maybe, yeah, just keep your head down for a bit. Let some other guys have a fun. Yeah, but do you not worry? Do you not think you take your foot off the pedal? Yeah. Well, given given the excitement over the clip of music that was played at the weekend uh, in the middle of... Was it in the middle of the X Factor? I think it was. Uh, No announcement. You know, 30 seconds drops in the middle of an ad break. Everyone goes absolutely batshit. Wild. You know, and... uh, it's she great. Is, because she is a real raw talent. I mean, she ha- is so gifted yeah. beyond. Yeah, I and mean, I- she's not everyone's cup of tea, but she's got a massive set of lungs on her. Um, oh, that's not a euphemism. Is your wife listening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We've got the marriage specialist on in a minute. Yeah, You'll so, be right. So her new album, 25, is going to be out next month. Uh, already people are gushing over it. Mark Ronson's supposed to have been involved. Everyone's saying it's fantastic. But she said, yeah, uh, last my last record was a breakup record. Uh, if I had to label this one, I'd call it a makeup record because I'm making up with myself. Oh, 
my oh yeah oh, she sounds so, oh, she's had a bit of a tough old time she posted a big old rant well not a rant a rant would be unkind a big old message on uh, on instagram and twitter yesterday basically explaining where she'd been and saying that you know life got in the way and that you know the new album would be called 25 um, following in the footsteps of her other albums, which are also named after the age she was when she released them. Uh, oh. Yeah, so it's, I think it's going to be it's good. It's going to be good. Yeah, good now, you said it, the, obviously, you mentioned the X Factor word. Yeah. Should be called Y Factor. But, oh. oh, do you know what? Just get me through to the lives, you know? Get me through, get me to, through the to the lives. Because then I know it's a 10 week countdown to Christmas. Now, listen, because you know what? Yep. He's getting a lot of stick. I have to say, I never thought I'd say this. I'm actually feeling sorry for Grimmy. I don't think he'll be back. I don't think he'll be back. He's not got the face for TV, has he? I just think it's what's been... What's gone wrong? I think, Tell me what's gone wrong. I think it's wrong. a difficult time for the X Factor, and I blame the rugby. You know, I'm not the biggest rugby fan, and I'm How more annoyed... How can you blame the rugby? Because the rugby has basically stopped the X Factor going out on a Saturday night. So I watch Strictly. I have, excuse. I have my tea. I watch Strictly, I pour my glass of wine, mm-hmm. I turn over to ITV, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of burly blokes running around chasing after a ball, which is all very well and good, but I want to see fantastic. a load of crap singers. It's fantastic for me watching New Zealand. Yeah. Dan Carter. Dan Carter. Yeah. It was fantastic. Well, it's more entertaining than the X Factor of yeah, late. I just, know it's put people out, but I don't think... Do you think that's really affecting them? I think the six-chair challenge feels like the six-month challenge. It's been going on for so long. I just want to get to... Can, let me just tell you something. My my boys are probably there viewing... You know, they, they, they found that really awful to mm. watch. And I know it's very glad... You know, it's like being at the Gladiator, yeah. isn't it? It's like it was, it was raw, throwing you to the lions. But I felt it was too cruel. And last week, Simon was so nasty. Just tell yeah. that girl, no, nope, yeah. off. Yeah, and then he turned around on Twitter and sort of said, oh, I think I might have made a few mistakes. And you'd be sitting there, if you got through, you'd be sitting there going, well, am I, am I one of the mistakes? Yeah, and then he goes, afterwards, he goes, I really like you guys, as he does. And then next minute, he's like, hmm, made a mistake. And yeah. it makes you all unstable. Yeah. But what is going wrong with it? I don't How know. can we make it better? I think it needs a break. I think it needs a break, it needs a rest, we need to fall in love with it again, and then all will be well in the world. I mean, you know, but it's been hinted before that they'll take a few years off when this, this contract finishes with ITV, and it really, really wouldn't surprise me. But because is, it, also, is it still not the biggest show ITV have? It, it's, and this is the problem, is, is that they're sort of tied in, they've got nothing as good as this, even though it's probably arguably not as good as it was, and it's certainly not the ratings whenever it was. They haven't got anything in the pipeline which they can put on instead. So that's the issue. Bring back Blind Date, I say. Oh, I love Blind Date. That'd be great. Who would you have host Blind Date now? Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I always think working. you need... Always, always working. working it. Always working it. You need someone lively and fun. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I, mean, I think Holly, Holly's Willoughby's great at Surprise Surprise. Yeah, yeah. I do think that works, but I think you need a sort of comic kind of value this is true like if you had a, you know there's so many obvious Even would you have a flack would you have a would you no, have a willis a would you have a mccall no you see i like davina davina on a saturday night uh what about maybe a man oh yeah you see alan carr i love yeah you see i think you need alan a comic. actually i think alan carr would be superb <laughs> i would watch it you'd actually but you would have to have a bit of gay blind date you as well you have to have gay blind date it yeah. would be really i think itv if you're listening we've yeah. solved your problem do it but um according to the paper today caring cheryl calls 
Grimmy to show support because he really is getting blasted and um, it's he's losing his apparently his coolness because he was cool to hang around with the Cape Mosses and the cool gang. And he's not so cool anymore. I mean, do you fear for him? Do you think he's still going to be all right to go back to Radio 1? I think he's fine. I don't think he'll lose any sleep over that gig. I think, you know, for the time being, he's, he's onto a pretty good thing. I think the funny thing about Grimmy is that he is still pretty hot in terms of, you know, he's just got a fashion range at, at Top Man. You know oh, that, really? yeah, that, and, and that kind of surprised me. But it's another one of those things where you you get somebody who's reasonably good at one thing, and you presume that they're going to be brilliant at, at loads of other things. So suddenly he's a fashion, you know, designer. He's a, <laughs> he's an X Factor judge, you know. And it's well, like, everyone's obviously got a limit to their talent, you know. Well, I want to ask you about. Did you see that horrible rebellious boy that dropped the microphone on X Factor? Oh, yes. And Simon Cow branded him a. A blip hole. An a hole. An a hole. <laughs> he loved it though. He loved it. He loves the uh, the drama. Yeah. Mason noise. Mason noise, which Mason sounds too much noise. like make some noise. Um, now, yeah. I think you know the what's thing going is. On here? He just he loves he, it. People will talk about oh, it. I like Mason. I think he's good. We need more Masons. People in want the to see that. There's so much sanitized pop music out there where people are managed to within an inch of their life. The thing is though, with someone like Mason Noise, is it just managed? Rebellion is it? You know, is it really what it seems? Well, I well, I know he was he was attitudey. Yeah, but he got he came back. And yeah, he, and he stood up. To, look what Will Young did it. This is true. He did all right. He did all right, darling. I love Will Young. I love Will Young. I know. I've got to play some <laughs> Will Young. And, and you know what? I want to talk. I've got so much gossip for you. Yes. But we have, you know, we have you know. a very hot woman that's coming on the show because she's a romance and sex expert. Sounds good. She's um, a relationship mentor to the stars, you know. Excellent. Let's, I wonder she can yeah. help me out, do you think? We've got to ask her some questions. <laughs> Any <we> questions? <laughs> To Verna Rampa, I'll spell her name. She's at Verna, V-E-N-A-R-A-M-P-H-A-L. Please tweet her. We need some questions in for her because she's um, talking about romance and sex and in marriage. It does die off a bit, doesn't it, do you think? Well, uh, put me on the spot, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> uh, well, you've yeah. got to keep it lively. You know, it's uh, life is busy and you've got to make an effort to keep things on track. Well, look, we'll have a quick quick track and then we're going to get on the phone and get some advice for you love it Lizzie Cundy on FUBAR Radio guess who that was just that track guess I liked it though it made me feel kind of um, it was like late night kind of pour a glass of wine on the sofa it's got me in the room for some romance Jack Sparrow do you remember him? Jack Sam's brother. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember Jack Sparrow. I remember Sam Sparrow as well. And he Sam is a very Sparrow. gifted singer songwriter. Jack! Yeah. Sorry, my friend called Jack just oh, takes it. It's funny. It's very funny. Sam Sparrow. Um, yeah, no, that was good. Do you remember Black and Gold? Yeah, it did, 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 yeah I, I almost sang it then, which was. Uh, could have been a disaster. Oh, we'd um, like to hear that. That was really, really good. Very nice. And it did make me feel a little bit like... Um, romantic? romantic? yeah. Oh, romantic. In the mood for love. We're in the mood for some love. We're in the mood for love where we are tonight because we've got someone who knows all about it. Her name is Verna, and I hope she's here. <laughs> Verna, 
Are you there? It's Vina. 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 Oh, Vina. We've been calling you Verna. Sorry, Vina. Sorry, Vina. 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 It's a very sexy name. It's a very sexy name. It's a great name. Thank you. Now, Vina. Vina. You are a celebrity relationship coach. And um, you know they're all there is to know about keeping that erotic feeling going. Because um, we've got Chris Evans here saying marriage is weird. What's your thoughts? That's right. Yes, I saw that. Well, I think it's interesting. I think that marriage is actually alive and well. Um, and I, but I think that it's changed. I mean, marriage is, is a weird old thing, isn't it? Because it's, a, it's an institution and it's ancient. And so there is, I suspect that partly what he was talking about was that it's got this weird old baggage. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm. it's all about rules and regulations and all of that kind of thing. But actually, at the heart of it is two people, um, hopefully in love, uh, having a very intimate relationship um, and a deep commitment to each other. So I think, I think that marriage keeps reinventing itself. So personally, I think it's alive and well. Um, mm. And, and I do think... But, but uh, do you not feel, though, you, it, it can get a bit stale because you, they start to irritate you? You're with them, you know, you've got the pressures of everyday life and working and then kids, if you've got kids as well, and, and money yes. worries. It, it does take a toll on the old sex life. Oh, certainly, yes. It, it definitely can take a toll on the old sex life. And I think, and in fact, one of the questions that I think I'm asked most often is how do you keep the spark alive? Um, and, and for me, the, the thing about that is to remember that, first of all, in long-term relationship, that spark is going to come and go, and that's absolutely okay. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that it, it's easy to put too much pressure on yourself and kind of think, okay, if, if we're not having sex two, three times a week or whatever you think you should be doing, then something's wrong with the relationship. Uh, but actually, in long-term relationship, it is going to come and go, and, that, and that's okay. Do you think there's a problem uh, for people to kind of self-diagnose problems with their relationship when they're not actually there? I think it's interesting you sort of saying yeah. it kind of ebbs and flows, and people yeah. seem, seem very, very keen to kind of give up on things uh, very, very quickly and go, oh, well, the spark's just not there. And maybe... They've just been going through six months of, you know, of a, of, a, of a low rather than a high. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, you know, if one person is, is under a lot of pressure at work, say, or is focused on a particular project, mm. then their energy will be focused in that direction. And I think one of the things that, you know, one of those, um, it, it's something that nobody tells you, but actually I, wish, I really wish they did tell you, is that the first year of marriage is the most difficult. Mm. Um, and that, and, and very often you do see that, 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 that people will sort of get married and then they kind of say, oh my goodness, everything was fine and then we got married and then it all changed. Yeah. Um, and, and I've seen that a lot. People will really worry and they'll think that exactly, they'll self-diagnose and think they've got a problem. And Actually, also, the problem isn't... And, and also, if you spent your, you know, the last year previous to that planning a wedding and getting excited about it and having yeah. that expectation and sort of getting swept away in all the plans, and then there's bound to be an anticlimax that comes after the where there's a void, you know, and you're not exactly. uh, you're not focusing on that, and then suddenly you go, oh, I don't feel like I did before. Mm. Maybe this is that's married life. Right. But a lot of no, couples that's right. and that, aren't, aren't they just living together anyway? Is there a need to sort of get married? I know it's that's that's a really interesting question. I, I think that. The, the, the important thing if they do get married is to wait that first year out and allow that time to go past. Do you know what I mean? I know that it will come back. Mm. In terms of is there a need to get married, I think for some people, actually, it feels like there really isn't because, I, you know, a lot of people will say, well, why, we don't need a piece of paper. 
we love each other. We know that we're committed to each other. And we really don't need that. Um, but the interesting thing is that I honestly think that something does change for people when, when they get married. And again, this comes back to Chris Evans's comment about marriage, marriage being weird. And there is something going on there that, that is, kind of happens on a subtle level. And what I think it is, is because marriage, because marriage is so old, it's like it's this big kind of sort of energy field, you know what I mean, that's out there. And then when you, when you get married, you sort of go through this, it's like going through a little portal into this space. And, and then it can suddenly, that's why everything feels different. Um, do you need to get married? No, I don't think so. But I think, you know, you mentioned earlier kids and so on. I think for a lot of people, there is still a sense of stability that marriage provides that maybe they don't feel if they don't have it. Mm, it's interesting, isn't it? But you've got to keep that spark alive, and I'm sure you've got lots of tips. What um, you know, couples that are listening, what they can do if yeah. they're finding it is going a bit kind of pear shaped, yeah. as we say. Yeah, say. for sure. Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing is to make time for romance. What I mean by that is actually schedule it in your diary. Now, I know that sounds really unromantic. People go, "For goodness' sake, you can't schedule." How can you? That sounds. That doesn't sound romantic at all that's going to put the spark out but actually it doesn't because if you think about it if you think about your first date right mm. you know how you prepare yeah. for your first date yeah. you got ready and you spent yeah. hours choosing the outfit and maybe two hours choosing days. the place days exactly you need days but also that you planned that like a military operation it wasn't spontaneous so you need to keep putting that planning in and if you put the planning in the spark will stay alive mm. so plan is that what you do Jonathan well plan it's a good a yeah it's a really good Have point and we do night. do that we do do that uh, my wife and I Emma and I have been married for uh, nine years uh, we've got two kids and they're both quite young so at the moment it's, it's really hard to do that and, and you've got both builders got, in we've got the builders in we've both got busy jobs oh. we both work full time so, so it's, it's you know, stressed it's, yeah it's pretty it's Being pretty stressful stressed. and it is like most nights you know by the time you've got the kids down you've made some dinner yeah. you're on the sofa you know, you, you're probably going to... It's quite easy to fall into a pattern where you put the telly on for, like, a couple of hours, you have a bit of dinner, you go to bed. And you're That's absolutely right, yeah. bushed. And uh, so, I yeah, we, we do sort of say, you know, once every... Even if it's literally once every couple of months, just say, right, yeah. you know, we're going to go out, we're going to go for some dinner. And, you know, but it gets to 11 o'clock at the moment and we're both like, oh, really, really tired. But at least we've gone out and we've sat across facing each other over a table talking about our lives and what we're doing and actually reconnecting on that level and it's absolutely yeah. crucial completely mm, because otherwise exactly. weeks, weeks can turn into months and before you know it you haven't actually had like a meaningful conversation in a year yeah is it that that's right John? you get into a pattern don't you and yeah. that's hard then to break the habit yeah yeah definitely. So that's right what one can you do what, to, one to, thing i would say for you john is ban, i'd ban the telly on some yeah night. this is true like the telly is an absolute killer yeah on oh, any any kind of screen actually whether it's an ipad or whatever yeah honestly i think again it's a bit different if you ban that then then that gives you the space and to, to just be together even if you're not sort of going out for, for a dinner date because that that's one type of energy which is brilliant to bring back in no, but like you say when you've got so much going on sometimes you're just at home aren't you so yeah. if you like switch off the telly put light a few candles and just chill out together yeah um that's a that, i think that's a really good idea i can't imagine shout. jonathan switching off the telly he wants to watch it, <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch it maybe work. if the rugby's on you'll it's switch work. off yeah yeah that's right yeah good point so it is really making a bit of time 
isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, and it is. And and I've got an- another tip, which is a bit of a bit more of a cheeky, naughty tip, yeah, which, I, which I like to give people. Yeah, we definitely like those. I think that when it comes to sex, a good bit of lubricant it goes a long way. <laughs> right, good. And I think, yeah, actually, I've just posted on a, an image of <laughs> some of my favourite organic lubricants on okay. Instagram, um, saying that we're talking about organic. modern marriage here on Fubar. Nice. Yes, nice. definitely organic. Not so, specifically now, my modern marriage, just to point that out. So this works. This for works you. for everyone. <laughs> they're good for you they're, they're, exactly. they're, they're healthy they're organic oh my friend Joe Wood would love them she's yeah. all into organic yes. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right, because it's going in, it's going right onto your skin. It's going to the most intimate part of your body. You definitely don't want to be putting nasty chemicals there. Yeah, this is um, the point. And I think. But so- the other thing. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing is that the other thing about lubricant is that, of course, sometimes people can still think, oh, that's for, you know, that's for old people. And actually, it really, really isn't. I recommend it to everybody yeah. because sex just feels way better and, and it gets everything going much quicker. Yeah. And I think, you know, certainly there's, a, there's probably a misconception amongst a lot of generations that that is in some way cheating or, you know, sort of. Yeah. And that's completely not the case. You're, yeah. I mean, so I do you have flavours? I mean, like, because um, Jonathan's a bit partial. To, to, um, to, <laughs> to chocolate. <laughs> I'm allergic well, to eggs. Well, but you're, you're allergic to eggs. Oh, okay. Did you say you're allergic to eggs? Yeah. Oh, that's really well, weird. No, because I'm allergic to raw eggs as oh, well. Really? I can have them cooked. Yeah. You should form a support group. I know, I know. <laughs> no, so we definitely don't want egg-flavoured lubricant. No, exactly. it's not very sexy. But no, that's a good point. That's a good, that's a good shout. Egg, egg-flavoured lubricant. Mm. Lubricant isn't yeah. for me, yeah. no. Okay, so... No. Any, anything else? Because I'm, I'm, what about if you're... If you're um, date, I mean, do you believe in the dressing up, surprising? Because if you've been married, say, for 10 years... You've yeah. got to, it's hard to keep it fresh and this is sort true. of a bit different. This is true. That's true. Do you know what? I found a really easy way is a different haircut makes you look totally different. And that's if you don't if you don't want to go to all the trouble of dressing up. Actually, if you do change your hair, you suddenly I know that makes me feel completely different and I look completely different. I don't know if you find that, Lizzie, but if mm. you change your hair, it can really change things. Oh no, I need to. I've had the same hairstyle since I was eighteen. Seriously, I've oh, had the hair to change it <laughs> but I do have a blonde wig in my car and I can lend you it Jonathan there you <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> that might help I'm not, oh, sure, yes, I'm not sure what my wife would say I mean it's very oh, yeah. very interesting <laughs> because we need the spark and without yeah. that do you think without the sex though a relationship can't really work a marriage can't work if it's if it's dead because then you become like a brother and sister relationship yeah, well, actually, I, I used to think that, but I, in fact, met quite a few couples who don't particularly have sex for various reasons. Some, they're both very busy, say, and they travel for their jobs and so on. But they have such a, a loving, committed relationship. And the important piece is that neither of them misses the sex. And I think if that really is true, I personally, I think it's unusual. And I know it wouldn't suit me at all. <laughs> but, um, but if it works for both of you, then it's absolutely okay. It's, it, that really is the thing. If it, if it works for both of you, then, then it, you know, it, it's what floats your boat and, it, and it's nobody else's business. But I think the, the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of marriage was the whole divorce piece. Because mm-hmm. I know that that's not... It's not it's still it's not a particularly sexy word no and we still have a real sort of fear of it but personally i think that it's one of the reasons that modern marriage is working and it's alive and well is that people are no longer staying in deeply unhappy marriages mm. do you know what i mean they're taking that brave step and they're and they're going out there and, and completing divorce and in fact i'm really 
passionate about getting us to change our attitudes as a society towards divorce. So what you're saying, if you're not happy, get out of it. Yeah, I think you either... Yeah, exactly. You either need to love the relationship, change the relationship, or leave the relationship. But then a lot of people... I mean, I've been brought up a Catholic, and so my mum is very anti-divorce. So when my marriage is splitting up, just like, you've got to do everything to Mm -hmm. keep it going, you know, whatever, da-da-da-da, which is very Mm -hmm. difficult. And some people say people... Mm -hmm. Some people, especially celebrities nowadays... Don't try enough. You know, mm. slightest little thing. They think, right, I'm off. That's it. The damage it. that you can do to yourself, to your partner, to your children by carrying on with mm. something that is fundamentally broken is, is exactly. massive. And I was going to ask you as well. I mean, you know, you, you, obviously there's a, a rise in people divorcing. Is there, and we're talking about modern marriage, is there a rise, Do you, have you seen in sort of open relationships or sort of polygamy or, mm. that, you know, that kind of thing? I think that, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's necessarily right. Personally, I think that it's been always been going on, but people yeah. haven't really talked about it. I really do believe that. Um, I think it's definitely becoming more accepted, so people are talking about that kind of, that style of relationship more and more. And I think it's really important for people to find a relationship style that suits them. Mm. Um, I think in terms of do people, do celebrities leave marriages too quickly? I don't know, because honestly, I, I think that only the two people in that marriage really know what's going on and really know how they feel. So I think for anybody outside to make a judgment is just not okay because you don't know what's happening. Um, and I completely agree, Jonathan, that I think it, when people stay in a situation um, that, that is miserable, and I'll often hear, oh, but what about the kids? I think personally that unhappy parents, are going to struggle to be really good parents. Mm. I think that people and people can co-parent and be brilliant parents together after they've they've separated and divorced. Mm, yeah. It's a tricky one, but what, do you know what yeah. I think is that people you think you can really work out, but some people sexually are very different. Like my yeah. my friend's partner is obsessed with dressing up, and she just hates it. She said, "I feel stupid. Yeah. Mm. I want to. It's the last thing I want to do." And they yeah. even went away for a little weekend and she came back and she said he had a, a, a suitcase full of all this weird stuff. All right, and okay. she said, <laughs> she was like, I don't want to. And you have to be on the same, do you yeah. not think, on the same page? I think if, if you've got different libido levels, which happens a lot, and again, in long-term relationship, your libido level is going to go up and down. So I think that's okay because that's something you can, you can work with. But I think if someone's got, you know, an extreme, like almost a fetish around dressing up and, and they really enjoy that and the other, they, they, their partner really doesn't like it, then that is going to be an issue that, that they need to work out. But, and the one thing I would say is that you sh- if you really don't want to do something in sex, you definitely shouldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's one thing to say maybe kind of put on some nice lingerie or something. But if you're going to, if your partner wants you to do something that you feel really uncomfortable with and feels quite extreme to you, then you definitely shouldn't do it because that's not sex. Is meant to be all about. It's supposed to be good. fun. That's right. Exactly. It's meant to be fun. fun. It shouldn't be in there. And yeah. do you, I'm <laughs> gonna say, and obviously we're talking celebrity. We've got Chris Evans saying that marriage is weird. Is it harder for celebrities? Do you think in the in with all the media and all the yeah. you know being a celebrity and being together two celebrities together is it harder i think it is because you've got that outside you know every it feels like everybody's looking at you i would i would imagine and kind of slightly like you're under a magnifying glass you know what i mean or you're in a fishbowl or something Mm. um and so that's why i always counsel celebrities to just don't look at the news don't look at what they're saying just 
block all of that out and get on with your own life because at the end of the day you know when you go home as a celebrity and shut the front door it's your that's your personal life that is you're living living that life mm. nobody else is there to help you with it or to be part of it so you've got to have really strong boundaries as a celebrity mm. um, obviously you can't talk about individual cases that would be a ridiculous thing to ask you but do you find uh, broadly speaking <laughs> he's going to <laughs> no, 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 no. but do you find that broadly speaking um, celebrities uh, relationships and sexual relationships are more interesting or more adventurous than you know Joe Bloggs and his wife Sally I think that when people are living a life that, that of celebrity, and, and also if they're not necessarily famous, but they're at the top of their field, say, so they're very, do you know what I mean? They're, they're very focused. Yeah. What, ha- what does happen is that it's like they're living in the fast lane. That's why that, why that saying is, you know, living life in the fast lane. So everything moves faster. Everything feels bigger. Everything is magnified. And because of that, there is a tendency towards being more adventurous, to, to being more curious about things, to... Mm. To, to being bigger, to living it larger, if you see what I mean. But there's also, I think, and, and that, it, it, it can be, it's sort of a knife edge. That's the one that sometimes, if people don't know how to handle that energy, that's when they can kind of fall and, and make mistakes. Mm. If they do know how to handle that, then they can really use it to, to have a very interesting, fulfilling life, both publicly and personally. But yeah. I guess in that respect, if you're looking at a larger, uh, if you're if you're in that sort of, uh, category and you're looking at a larger spectrum of sort of uh, sexual activity um, mm. it's probably harder to find somebody that is aligned to you I would imagine because you, you've got yeah. you've got a wider sort of smorgasbord of, of, of things to choose from and so you have to obviously find somebody who, who finds your uh, demands or whatever it is acceptable yeah and I think that's where it comes down to really being clear on what your um, kind of your, what your sexual values are, which yeah. is slightly different to what the actual activities are, because the activities, of course, are really important and they're an expression of, of, of yourself. Um, but I usually get people to, to look at what's underneath that and what do they really value? What, what kind of qualities are they looking to express? Mm-hmm. So, for example, what kind of femininity they're wanting to express? What kind of masculinity are they wanting to express if, if they're a guy? And when they start thinking about it in terms of values and how they want, and, and that kind of almost quite a spiritual approach, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then it becomes easier because then they're being true to themselves and they have real clarity. Um, and then the activity the activities kind of sit on top of that and become very playful. Oh, well, Vina, well, I'm off to get that, um, what, what flavour? Don't say Vina. It's, it's Vina. It's Vina, isn't it, darling? Yes, yes, yes. it's Vina. It is Vina. It's Vina. Yeah, you see, you sound like a, a, a Russian spy in a James yeah, Bond yeah, yeah. film. You see, we love it. <laughs> I like that. But I'm off to get your. I think we've got to buy some lubricant. I'm going to yeah. go buy not egg flavored. Is this my secret Santa? Yes, it's what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, no. Can you send us something to Pooper, please, for Jonathan? No, it's interesting I will, stuff. Actually. I will. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting very, stuff. Thanks for talking to us, darling. Yeah, you've thanks, you've, you've enlightened us all here at Fuba Radio. Thank you, my darling. Um, that's it. Very, very interesting. And we isn't can it? follow you on Twitter. Yes, you're on yes. Twitter. Please say your Twitter, Twitter. handle. It's, so it's Vina Rampal, V-E-N-A-R-A-M-P-H-A-L. Uh, Vina, great name. Where is that from? India. I uh, love it. It's yeah. fantastic. Very <laughs> exotic. Well, thank you, darling, thank you. for all that. Thank and I mean, you. that's amazing advice. And it's it making you feel all fruity, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> it's all hot <laughs> under the collar. <laughs> right. Thank you, darling. Right. Now we're going to play a quick track and then we've got to get back because there's too much showbiz Chat. Definitely. The guests are lining up. Speak soon.
Cundy on Fubar Radio. Well, I'm here, Lizzie Cundy, with the one and only Jonathan Brown. Hiya. I like oh, that Vina. Oh, my God. I like Vina. It's nice. Can we once get her on got, again sometime? Once we've got a name right. Yeah. yeah Vina, she reminds me of a cough medicine. I got all of a, yeah, I got all of a twist with that. Um, <laughs> so anyway, well, you know what? Because she, she got me flustered with the lube stuff. Oh, I don't like the flavours, though. No. Um, that was Disclosure, by the way, with Super Ego. And that sort of made me think about teenage years with like a bit of a base it's a system like a sound system in your car that's more expensive yeah. than the car itself yeah do you remember they used to and bump along like, yeah. the girls used to look at you as you drove past you still got that in your car I saw you earlier <laughs> um, now darling yeah okay online yes, yes 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 yes. the hottest place to go for all the showbiz news well thank you can I just tell you yeah Kim Kardashian is your number one hit, isn't Yay. she? Yeah, it's all about the Kardashians. Although uh, well, Kim be- has been massively overshadowed uh, in recent weeks by Chloe. Ah. Now, because because basically Chloe's ex uh, Lamar Adam has been hospitalised, and it's been all the drums for the last week or so. What is because, going on? Well, so I, he, I don't think he was a very nice chap, if I'm he, honest. But basically, they've been sort of filing for divorce uh, for the last couple of years, and he has been spiralling into decline. And there's been various reports of drug use and and various misdemeanours. Drugs, never. and then and then and then he was found unconscious in a in a brothel in nevada after taking apparently too much herbal viagra um possibly amongst other things and he was basically at death's door and true to form the kardashians all rocked up um with or without their tv cameras and film crew obviously uh and and it was a bit of an interesting one because lamar had been kind of like blackballed by the kardashians Mm. they he'd kind of been Mm. you know made persona non grata and hadn't really been involved Mm. uh and then suddenly they're all at the hospital you know uh doing a bedside vigil and what's interesting now is found in a brothel yeah well what's interesting is that he, he you know he obviously hasn't died which is great news uh especially for him um but as he makes a recovery it looks more likely that chloe and lamar are going to be uh at least putting a hold to the divorce proceedings and may even be headed for a reconciliation no so, way yeah it's amazing are you joking? the length some people will go to to get their wives back oh how can they do a <laughs> I mean, what happened, like that it's what happened to work. a box of chocolates exactly the man from milk tray just come what Is, the whole time though these been there's yeah. no way they're getting back this well, has to be publicity stranger things have happened and yeah i mean it, anything to do with the kardashian you have to think is there a dollar in it is this about publicity is this about exposure is this a way to bring the Kardashian brand to a new level because you know everything they do generally is kind of light and fluffy and a little bit trashy and a little bit throwaway and that's why people love it that you know the Kardashians are obviously uh, a, a massive American brand but every single person that you talk to um you know, we've been we've been uh, interviewing lots of people at, uh, at OK Online for for some jobs over the last few weeks. Every single person you talk to loves the Kardashians. But is it? Look, a lot of people get mad at me, um, especially my boys when I've got it on. They're mm. like, "Mom, why are we watching these people? They have no talent. They're, they're dull. Yeah. Da, da, da. What is it? Why do I want to watch them?" I think it's the glamour. I've got to talk about. I them think on it's the. I think it's 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 pure escapism for a start. Um, there's a lot of glamour. It's quite um, aspirational, not obviously in a spiritual sense, but in a kind of a lifestyle sense. Um, it's it's obviously ridiculous, which is great. But I think this whole thing with Lamar is that it could inject a lot of heart 
into what mm. what they do um, at a point okay. where you know perhaps the format's getting a little bit tired. So yeah, you could. It My could sisters be a are coming ploy. in strong. Sister, the younger sisters, yes, are they? They are doing they are incredibly well. Yeah, and um, that's quite a story actually. I didn't know about that one. And mm. what else? Because you know we've got Vicky Patterson on. Yeah, Geordie Shaw yes. and X on the beach. I cannot wait. But she's got some things up her sleeve, so please stay tuned because Definitely. we're going to get all the gossip off Vicky, and Definitely. she's a bit of a character, as you know. Definitely. What's your favourite biscuit, Lizzie? Uh, my favourite biscuit. I tell you what, I love a bourbon. This reminds me of my smash hits days. They were the questions I used to have to ask all the time. What's your favourite cheese? What's your favourite biscuit? I love those questions. I love those though. questions. That's how you find out about people. A I bourbon, actually, did you say? I actually love a bourbon. Okay, so uh, bourbons. I'm looking at a chart in the Daily Mail oh, yeah. about where biscuits come from. Yeah, go on, and bourbon. And the most popular biscuits where seem the to be crumble. in the middle of England, sort of. I would say the mid- maybe the Midlands is that oh. yeah oh, Yorkshire there you go I'm a, I'm a York well, in I'm a Yorkshire, Yorkshire lassie. traditional tea time treats like custard creams or bourbons are the favourites ah uh, what ah that's interesting oh I am so glad I don't live in Oxford what do I like because people Oxford? in Oxford they like a dark chocolate oh I do and I live Top near Cambridge di- digestive oh dark chocolate no oh no oh Cambridge's milk chocolate tweet oh. in my your favourite biscuit please I need to move um, no but I do <laughs> I always have a cereal bar do you they're not actually very healthy they're there's a lot of sugar in those yeah they gotta watch out lovely Laura got me one today and it was the wrong one oh chocolate oh. bar <laughs> I wanted a protein <laughs> there's a backhanded compliment if ever I saw one my lovely producer now darling what else is on because we have we're running we have seriously time limitation here to get all the news in oh my gosh um, well we've been talking about beyonce actually there's a couple of really good beyonce stories just very very quickly um the first is that she completely owned her assistant on the red carpet and basically shooed her away um bitch. and she was caught doing this on camera and obviously you know it's a bit of is a she bit not of a very nice about. underneath i'd never do oh, that. I, know, I think you've got to be pretty steely you know you've got to be you can't be a shrinking violet and i guess there's time when you have to, you know... I mean, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It seems pretty cruel. Because um, she's in a bit of... Um, well, she's had a little spat with her dad. I know they've yeah. had a bit of a funny old relationship. Yeah, it's a funny one because obviously Matthew Knowles obviously yeah. used to uh, manage Destiny's Child Destiny's and, and Child. he said that there's going to be a Destiny's Child reunion, which is quite exciting. But Well, I don't know because she's got the right old hump with him. <laughs> the right old uh, hump. Right old hump with Dad. You know, why would your dad say this? What's he it, Right, now, Beyonce says, like another few celebrities I know, that um, she doesn't, she lies she lies about her age. Really? A celebrity Beyond- lying yes. about their age? How dare I've never you. seen such a thing. And I can't tell you I'm very honest. Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> Did you say Sunita? No. No, I didn't. No. Um, now, Beyonce yeah. is 34. Apparently. But her father says she's 37. Well. And he said she lies. <laughs> That's not good. Your father shouldn't. Yeah, thanks, Pops. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be, that's not good. He'll be that's not um, good. sending the um, burst of OK on the 37's not exactly over the hill, though, is it? No, 30, I mean, does it make a difference a few years? Does it really make a difference? I know everyone wants to stay young. Yeah. But I think it's better to say your real age. Completely. And people then go, wow, you're not really good for your age. Let's have an amnesty. Let's start a campaign where people have to come out you and see, say, you know... My mum was the opposite of right. Beyonce's father. She said, Lizzie, you have to fib about your age. Keep right. um, the bus you got for school so you never forget, which was the 37 bus. Okay. So when I reached 
37. Yeah. I'd say, all right, just keep it at 37. Yeah. You'll never forget. It's the bus you went so to So when you get to 37, on. that's what you're going to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, got you. You see, there's ways <laughs> to do it. Should you fib about your age, tweet us at Fuba Radio, please. What have we got coming up next? Uh, do you know what? A guy wants fib where he was from. What? I went on a date with a guy yeah. and he fib where he was from. He's what, trying to be sexy. No, he said he was Italian because he had a bit of a suntan. <laughs> and I thought, oh, really? And he started, yeah. What a and it was, a, it was total rubbish. Soon, the thing is, though, if you're in it for the long term, you're going to get found out sooner or later. And his brother came to join us. And when he put to look, I said, oh, so you're, you're, your dad's Italian. He was like, no. No. That's from rubbish. He's from Scarborough. I, I was like, I know, don't fib. <laughs> you get caught out. Right, darling, we've got another track. And then we, we've, got, we've got so much on because you know it's the James Bond premiere. Yeah. I am so excited. Yeah. Spectre. It's going to be great. Bond is back. And um, we've got the film critic, James King, who's going to tell us all about, who's, who's obviously seen the film yesterday, had all the screenings. And um, we, he's going to tell us really what it's like. So we'll have the like. inside track we've got on the, the new Bond film from somebody who's seen it and can tell us all about it. It's the nation's favourite, James King, actually. Brilliant. Not James Bond. The name's King, <laughs> James King. Brilliant. He's on to say, right, we'll play a quick track and we'll be back. Awesome. Welcome to my house. I love that. Are you going to come to my house for a cup of tea? I'd love to come to your house. After the show? Yeah, that sounds nice. I'm loving this. Now listen, Jonathan, it is Bond, as we've said. Now, I've got to get an outfit. Um, I've got to be looking like a Bond girl. Right. And I just need to tell you something. Did you know I was in a Bond film? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Mm. Which one? Mm. Oh, with that... He was, he was hairy. Really? His, his name was Pierce. And I had to squeeze him, squeeze him with my legs and Goldeneye. I was, um, yeah, I was a little... I'm going to watch kinda, it. Yeah, have a look. You'll see I, my can pins. I, if, I, if I watch it back, will I see you? Yeah, and Tomorrow Never Dies, I was a hostess. I'm going to get you the pictures, actually. This we can awesome. put them up. Yeah. I should have done it for Back to the Future yes, Day yes. and put them up. Um, at back to back. Um, but it, I'm in, like, this wonderful um, sort of uh, newspaper outfit. Right. I don't know if you remember the movie. Yes, yes, because it was all about a, a newspaper mogul, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yes! Wowzer. There you go! Genuine Bond girl, right Genuine. To, my, to my left. That's yeah. Awesome. But it was a few years ago. It was a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, have you know? Yeah, cool. <laughs> but I am really excited because I have been told this is the best Bond the big ever. Luna. Yeah. And what is your favourite Bond film? Out of, oh you know, growing God. up, there must be your favourite. The trouble Bond. is, it's like the Doctor Who situation. The ones that you like aren't necessarily the ones that are the best. It's just that they're the ones you saw in your sort of formative years. So uh, well, I, I can't remember which is the one with the underwater car. The white um, Octopussy. Car. No. Octopussy was great. Octopussy was the first one I saw in the cinema. Yeah, me too. That was. I remember very, very clearly laughing my my head off at. Roger Moore chucking a pile of money out of the back of, I think it was like a rickshaw, and it landed in a beggar's oh, plate. Oh, yes, yes. And for some reason, I thought that was hilarious. Who had the Indian tennis player in it? Do you remember? Oh, God. I'm going to have to Google we this. We need to ask But a they were expert. very funny. Now, <laughs> I know... we had one on hand. Oh, do you know what? <laughs> we have the nation's best movie Phew. critic. It is the one and only James King. Is he? Oh, and he's just gone off air. Has he? He's gone for a quick cup of tea oh, Mr. and King. get his dicky bow on, and he'll be back. But I'm mm. going to ask him what is his favourite bomb because it's a real difficult one. Yeah. Because I absolutely love Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, the and my boys love it. So it isn't who you've grown up with because okay. my 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 you know little boy loves Sean. The trouble is, he's a little bit he's a little bit handy with the women. He's a little bit old fashioned, shall we say? I quite like that. He kind of <laughs> likes to chuck him about a bit, and mm. that's not. Always ideal, um, and some of his values haven't aged incredibly well. But he is the classic Bond, isn't he? And he is, you know, every single Bond that's followed has tried to reference, I think, Connery. Whereas when you get the job as James Bond, I would imagine you don't go right. How can I channel mm. Roger Moore, or how can I channel George Lazenby, or you know, Yo, George Lazenby, I'm Timothy even... Dalton. I quite like Timothy. Yeah. But he didn't last, did no. he? Did, did, what, did he, he not do want two or to, three? I think he did two. No, the reason... Now, uh, I'm trying to remember now. Right, something to do with... And I'm sure James King uh, can verify this. Piers Brosnan was doing a TV show called Remington Steel. Yep. And he wouldn't be released from his contract. They made him do another, like, one or two series. And so Timothy... Piers always wanted to be Bond. Yeah, so Timothy always. Dalton was like the... the, the, the the substitute bond like when you get a trainee teacher in and he's not quite you know what you expect so i think timothy dalton i don't know if he was a reluctant bond but he certainly was kind of see i heard he was a real thespian lovey yeah. and didn't think it, you know he thought he was above his station yeah. really doing well bond. that's something that annoys me about daniel craig mm. i think it's very very disingenuous when you get an actor who says oh i hated that role it was a complete drag you know and he's done some quotes in time out over the last few uh, over the last few days where he said oh i'd rather slash my wrist with a broken yeah, bottle than no. do another bond and it's like hang on a minute when you see. check your bank account in the morning or you get sent a nice new watch by Omega or, you know, you've got uh, loads of work coming in. 53 million in your bank. Exactly. I just, I just don't think it's good. I think contractually they need to be uh, made to be a bit more positive about the films they make. But they're a bit snobby because they're, they're you know, he thinks he's a real thespian yeah, actor. Yeah, exactly. But I remember him as a, as a walk-on extra. Exactly. Well, this is the thing. So how quickly these people forget. With funny hair. Yeah. And his ears sticking through. Oh, you, you, I'll go you've on got about it in for him. But no, but listen, I really, really, I'm yeah. so excited about this Bond. Oh, it is, I've said, you know, it is the best Bond yet. It's a shame it's not warmer because you could go to the premiere or the um, the, the, the thing dressed as uh, Ursula Andress. Oh, God, Ursula. She's my number one Bond girl. You could, yeah, you could have a clip on the, on the bikini bottoms for your phone. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I, mean, I dress like her every day. Yeah, this is true. Though so, this is true. Um, but, but the thing is, I just absolutely love Bond, and I'm more excited than ever before, even beyond the Star Wars new movie. Oh my god, I'm all about the Star Wars. Oh, are you? I'm all, all about you? the Star Wars. <laughs> my boys are about the Star Wars too. Oh, no Bond over yeah, Star Wars really? any day. I, I like it when you meet someone and they go, do you know I've never seen a James Bond film or I've never seen Star Wars and I can't believe those people exist but you meet them all the time and they almost take a, a weird, twisted, perverse pleasure in the fact that they've know, never seen these things. I know, but you've got to have seen a Bond film. Of course film. you have, of course you have. Uh, um, the one thing I didn't like, mm. I didn't like, is um, some of their endings and I think sometimes they get too confusing with yeah. the baddies and you kind of lose interest in the plot Do you yes. know some of those yes this is true yeah and there was one the one that was uh, Quantum of Solace I just thought was a shambles a complete shambles because it didn't really have a it didn't really have a plot well it did but it just kind of felt like a bunch of like pop videos back to back it was very very strange anyway well what? I want to know your favourite Bond your yeah. favourite James Bond please tweet me at Lizzie Cundy and Jonathan Bow um, at Fuba Radio Do we it. really want to know your favourite Bond I'm going 
for Sean Connery. Okay, I am going for... Oh, God, I can't have Sean because you had Sean. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go for Daniel Craig. I'm going to go for Daniel Craig, despite what I just said about him whinging. I think he's a good Bond, and he's got big ears, and he's got blonde hair. He's got big ears. Um, Well, do you know what? I'm going to ask the man who's actually seen the movie and is the top film critic. He's a legendary, the one and only James King. Sir. James, are you there? He's not. He's still dressing up as Bond. He's keeping Please, his You see, he's Should getting we... that tuxedo on. He can't get the dicky bow right. Have a little light music? Let's have a little track and then we'll come back. And please stay tuned. We've got James King coming up any minute. I got all this stuff waiting just for you. I just gotta know that your love is true. Lizzie Cundy on Fubar Radio. Yes, Bond is back, and he's back with a vengeance. And you know what? We're going to talk to the one and only film critic, James King, to tell us all about the movie. James, hello. Oh, Lizzie, how are you? This is like old times, isn't it, you and me? I always felt we were kind of like uh, a James Bond and a pussy galore when we worked together. <laughs> which, which was which? <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, uh, James King and myself, we worked on a show called ITV at the movies, didn't we, James? We We're... did, where you were just far more glamorous than me um, <laughs> but lovely to speak to you again yeah lovely to speak to you James now obviously Bond is back premiere on Monday have you seen the movie yet yeah I saw it last night actually yeah really impressive really um, yeah I mean it's it, you know Bond always has the big opening sequences before the credits yeah and and there, you know there's lots of very very famous ones um, the one inspector begins in Mexico City at the day of the dead festival and it's just draw, jaw-dropping, not draw-dropping, uh, jaw-dropping. <laughs> I mean, you watch it and you go, wow, this is the way to start a movie. I mean, this is serious stuff. And I think it's probably the best opening sequence of any James Bond film. Wow. It's absolutely amazing. Big talk. Um, well, so I've actually got, got hairs coming up on my... I am so excited about yeah, this movie. I cannot stuff. wait. I mean, it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. They pack a lot in. There's a lot of highs and lows. There's drama. There's comedy. There's car chases. There's action. I mean, they really tried to throw everything in. I think some of the other Bond movies that Daniel Craig has done... Um, have perhaps been a little bit light on the on the humour, mm. perhaps, and mm. some of the more traditional Bond elements. Well, Has it got the humour? Because I don't find... You know, he's not a Roger Moore type who was always cracking yeah. the, the funny, corny jokes. Exactly. But um, how, what, what is he like? Is, is there humour in this Bond? There, there is more, yeah. There's definitely a return to a few more one-liners. Not too many, um, but enough jokes just to lighten the mood at the right moment. Wow. Um, so there's, I think there's absolutely a feel of it being a bit more of a traditional Bond. Still very contemporary and modern and, and um, relevant, but there's definitely more nods this time round to the more traditional James Bond film. So when we had um, Skyfall, obviously, yeah. there was a lot of establishment. Uh, there was a lot of time establishing, you know, Miss Moneypenny, you know, a new M. It felt as though they were sort of reigning in kind of a new order and getting the canvas ready to, to slap the paint on for the next film. Does it, does it feel like it picked up where Skyfall left off? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it really does. They right. reference things that happened in Skyfall actually reference things that happened in Quantum of Solace and, and Casino Royale right. the two ones previous to that as well um, but it stands alone if you haven't seen those films you might briefly think I don't quite know what they're talking about there but ultimately you, you can understand it whether you've seen whether this is your first Bond film or you've seen all 23 previous ones well, I mean two and a half hours is a long I mean it's not long enough for me because I love Bond <laughs> but two and a half hours is a long time isn't it yeah I think that I think the extra length comes from the fact that it's it's 
quite ponderous in parts. There are moments where it's very quiet, um, very tense, and they really let that play out. It doesn't feel like it's in a hurry. And that's actually quite fun to watch, to be honest, mm. just to sit back and let it wash over you and realise that these are people, you know, the filmmakers just want to take their time telling this story. Because um, sometimes, um, not necessarily Bond films, but films can feel rushed and you just think, really, that's it? I wanted to find out more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, in two and a half hours, you can actually find out a bit more about things. So w- one of the criticisms levelled at, uh, at Skyfall was that Bond was a bit too vulnerable and there was a lot of sort of you know, delving into his past. Uh, and some people found that was a little bit uh, sort of less kind of bombastic, perhaps, than, they, than they'd like. Um, and obviously Sam Smith's track as well kind of points to kind of a, a, vulnerab- a vulnerability to Bond. Do we see that in the new film? We see him um, r- more romantic, I would right. say. I don't know if you'd say that was vulnerable or not, but yeah. there's, definitely, um, there's definitely a romantic side to him, a side that can love again because in a way he's still mourning yeah. mm-hmm. um, Vesper as well yeah. from, from yeah. Casino Royale um, so we see a, 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 an emotional side to him but at the same time I mean the guy still kicks butt yeah. you, know, you want him on your side and all those bullets seem to miss him when he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can have a hundred people firing <laughs> oh at him but they God. never They're get terrible shots. Oh, James I'm so yeah. excited I can't contain myself but obviously I've got to talk about the Bond girls now yes. because did you see the survey out today no tell us about it well you might be surprised actually because I know where we're going with the Bond girls yeah. and the glamour and the exoticism and everything like that. Yeah. But, but um, Cineworld did the survey today and they asked all their unlimited car members about favourite parts of the Bond. So really to create the ultimate Bond movie that you'd want to watch again and again. Mm-hmm. Favourite Bond, favourite Bond villain and favourite Bond girl. Yeah. And the favourite Bond girl was actually Judy Dench. Wow. As M. That's yeah, that's, that's good. That's that good. is good. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really good. Yeah. Obviously, an amazing wow. actor yeah. and, and a different kind of Bond girl. And you've got the traditional Bond girls in there as well. You know, you've got Anna Blackman in there. Ursula. Uh, where is Ursula? You see, she would be my number one, that, that scene where she comes out in the bikini. and. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the first one, wasn't it? And mm. set the, the, the blueprint, really, mm. for the ones that followed. But according to the survey... Dame Judy is our favourite. So that's interesting. That kind of points towards people wanting to see more than just Bond girls being displayed as eye candy, and you know they're, they're never massively important to the to the plot. They they're kind of used up and thrown away a lot of the time. They, they mm. usually end up dead. Um, <laughs> and I just wondered whether in the new film whether that changed and whether there was a more meaningful role for the the ladies involved. Yes, I think there is, and I think Daniel Craig and. Sam Mendes, who directed the previous one, but when Daniel Craig came on board, you know, there was a marked change, wasn't there? There mm-hmm. was a real shift that actually these people aren't just going to be forgotten about after that film. They will still be referenced in the next film and he'll still have feelings for them in the next film, even if they're not there. Yeah. Um, like I said, with, with Eva Green's character, Vesper. Um, and in this one, I mean, the main Bond girl is, is Leia Seydoux. Mm-hmm. And yes, she's, she has a lot to do. Um, Monica Bellucci got a lot of the press when yes. she was announced she's 51 isn't she Mate, so that, I'm 51 that. is pretty old for a Bond girl and I hands up to her because she looks I mean absolutely stunning amazing but how, how was she on screen well she's she's <laughs> brief I think <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really it reminds me a bit of another one of my favourites actually um, <laughs> is uh, is Terry Hatcher when she's in Tomorrow Never Dies and I think she's a really good actress but she's not in it that much and, and after she goes you sort of think oh I'd like to have seen a bit more of Terry Hatcher yes. and I did have that feeling about Monica Bellucci in Inspector I would have liked to have seen a bit more of her uh, it felt more like a cameo the, she's had so much of the press I mean she's really yeah, the main yeah, bomb girl yeah. 
Yeah, well, she's not. She's not it. in the movie. Um, but that's not to take anything away from Lea Seydoux because, you know, she's she is great in it and has a real impact on James Bond's life. But um, just, if you're Monica Bellucci's number one fan and you're expecting two yes. and a half hours of Monica, <laughs> you, you ain't going to get it. And Money Penny's certainly a lot handier than she used to be, isn't she? I yeah. mean, uh, Naomi uh, Harris. Harris. Naomi Harris. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely loved her in Skyfall. Is she, is, does she get a decent amount of screen time? Yeah, she does, actually. Cool. Um, it, it's basically Bond's sidekick really right. number two you know and um and what i really like about her is that she's she's very down to earth in it and seems to be in real life as mm-hmm. well um and so you have all this very highfalutin politics going on and very posh people and very powerful people in in the in, you know in, in the uh, in the governments of the world and she's there and she's just a bit more normal and i think it's really good to have someone who seems totally normal in the film who isn't part of this um you know undercover spy world sure so how do you think this will rate uh, in the canon of bond films and how do you think it will rate at the box office it's going to be huge at the box office because there's so much expectation. Yeah. Um, whether it has the legs, whether it lasts like Skyfall, which is the biggest film of all time in the UK, right. um, I don't know. But Skyfall was the 50th anniversary of Bond. It came out. If you remember, 2012 was an amazing year, wasn't yeah. it? With the yeah. Queen's Jubilee yeah, and the Olympics yeah, yeah. and everything. And it, it really felt like it was rounding off this special year for Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have that this time. So I don't know whether people are expecting as much money as, as Skyfall. Sure. Um, wow. That would be un- I think that would be an unreasonable expectation. But oh, James, you've made me so excited. I cannot wait, James. Oh, James, I'm sorry. I want to talk all day about this, and we've got to go. But James King, thank you so much. Lovely for, to speak to you again. Uh, lovely to speak to you, James. And um, thank you for talking all Bond. We are so excited here at Football Radio. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I am literally Bring got it. goosebumps. <laughs> now we've got to go straight on to because we've got another guest. It doesn't stop here. So um, yeah, we've got to forget about detox. There's now a cake cleanse. Yes, there's a new diet. A new diet that (laughs) lets you eat dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. See, I think I might have been doing doing that anyway. So uh, I'm on to a good thing. (laughs) Well, you are slim pickings, darling. Um, We have Deborah Skipper, who's on the radio. Um, Are you here now, darling? Hello, Deborah. Oh, we're going to have... No, she's, she's hanging on. We're going to have a... Sh- we're gonna she's have a gone quick, to get she's, some cake. She's gone to get some cake. I don't blame her. Bring us back some, please, Deborah. Um, we're going to have a quick track and then we'll have Deborah on straight away. Lizzie Cundy on FUBAR Radio. Yes, I'm Lizzie Cundy and I'm with the wonderful Jonathan Bound from OK Online. Hola. Did you like that track? Yeah, I did. You were jigging away. I was having a little bit of a <laughs> dance. Were. I yeah. noticed at the corner of my eye. Yeah. Um, no, darling, God, that's made me so excited about Bond. I'm, I'm actually really yeah. beyond excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, um, I love all things Mexicana. So that <laughs> opening thing should be really, really good. Yeah. Now listen, cool. we're talking cake. Hmm. Well, we mm. talked biscuits, so cake segues quite nicely listen, on, doesn't it? How about a cake that you can have, a, you know, a diet mm-hmm. that you can have, eating desserts and, and all things we love and still lose weight? This sounds like the sort of thing that happens around about Christmas when you sort of, it's all right to have a mince pie for breakfast or, you know, a slice of Christmas cake. But the rest of the year, I, I, I think I'd end up looking like a house, right? OK, well, let's talk to the creator of the cake cleanse, Deborah Skipper. Hello, Deborah. Deborah. Hi, Lizzie. Hello. Hi, Jonathan. Hey, How, How are you? you? Very Deborah, good. this sounds mad, this new diet that lets you eat dessert for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you still lose weight. How does it? How can this be right? 
Well, Kate and Clint are usually words you would never, ever find together. So we'd always think, Kate, that's a bad food. There's no way I can eat that on a diet. What we've done here is we've turned bad foods good. So mm. instead of all the bad elements like the sugar and the white refined flour, we've actually replaced them with really wholesome ingredients. Mm-hmm. So mm. all those ingredients are full of essential vitamins and minerals, protein, they're energizing carbs and filling fiber. And they're all nice things like nuts and good fats and yogurt and a bit of pure chocolate. So you can actually have them now in your daily diet. Oh, God, it's making my stomach rumble. Sounds but awesome. the thing is, Deborah, yeah. now look, I have been told stay away from all those naughty things. You know, I'm gluten free. Cakes aren't great. They usually have sugar in there, do you? Um, I mean, is this really truly good for you? Because the carbs, we're kind of told to stay away from the carbs. Well, some, we've been scared of carbs and they've kind of been demonized. But there are, are some really good, smart carbs that give us energy. And then we don't have to feel hungry and we don't get the cravings. So if we allow a little bit, They're all calorie controlled and they're they're all like really nutrient dense. And if we allow a little bit that we see the good ingredients going into them, right? A lot of them are hidden vegetables, but there's a lot of nice chocolatey, fudgy, delicious stuff as well. If we allow a little (laughs) in our diet, then we don't get these big cravings and binges on regular sugar loaded cake so the cake cleanse um presumably takes uh traditional cake recipes turns them on their head substitutes ingredients uh and makes cake good right have have i got the right end of a stick there it sure is. It's a new take on cake. Okay. So, totally different way to make them. So the problem is, I guess, really, that a lot of the cake that we eat, that we buy in supermarkets, you know, that's kind of mass-produced cake, if you like, that's the really, really bad stuff. Um, but if we can if we can actually spend a bit of time making some decent cake, then we'll probably be uh, a lot better off, right? That's right. And when we look, when we turn the ingredients packet around in a supermarket, Mm. we can see they're full of preservatives and they're full of e-numbers, like all these numbers and all these bad fats, like a vegetable. But now we're actually just using things that are available in your supermarket. Mm. So it's no crazy weird ingredients that you've never heard from. Go to your supermarket, get your local fresh produce, Mm. and you can bake them into a good cake. So we don't want to give away the whole entire concept of, of the book here, but are there some easy swaps that we can incorporate into our everyday baking? There really are. My favourite are pancakes. Oh, right, that pancakes. falls under the banner of cakes. Yeah. So, so as a as a weekend breakfast, why don't you try the two ingredient pancakes? Mm-hmm. They've got a banana and two eggs, so Ooh. you're not seeing any flour or sugar or anything there. Wow. They're quicker to make than actually getting one of those pancake shakers mm-hmm. and going to the shop and buying. So you make up these beautiful little frothy pancake mix oh. and you've got yourself a single serve, nice, sweet pancake. Oh, you're making me hungry. Deborah, you're making me hungry. Now, um, <laughs> Deborah, how can people listening get in touch with you? Or, or uh, are you on Twitter? How can, how can people find out about I, you? I am on Instagram at Cake Cleanse, and you can get some really nice recipes from there. Also on Facebook, Cake Cleanse Two, and now the website is online, and it's www. 
cakecleanse.com. Wow, cake and cleanse. There, you'd yeah, never, you'd never have these together, yeah. cake and cleansing. Jonathan, can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Sorry, and I'm going to do these do banana it. pancakes for the kids at the weekend. Oh, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, going to happen. Have yeah. a banana. Yeah. Well, thank you, Deborah. That's so interesting, darling. I'm going to give it a whirl. My boys will like that, and I can, because I've got a little sweet tooth, you see. And I, I do love a <laughs> cup of tea and a cake. As you know. Nice. <laughs> Deborah, it's thank for you. Now, Lizzie. It's so good to talk to you. <laughs> and thanks you, Deborah, thanks for your time. See ya. Well, right, we're getting fit on the old cakes. Now, listen, I'm very excited because we have a legend, a reality star legend in the studio. And she's going to be with us very shortly. Hurricane but Vicky. I need to play a track because I'm just too excited. Bond, reality show stars. It's all happening. Let's go. Lizzie Cundy on Fubar Radio. Well, that was Tom's Diner. I love that. That's a familiar old track. Yeah, I, I, I really like the um, Suzanne Vega. Version. That's it. But that was good. That was good. And it's, uh, it's a bit more disco, bang up today. Yeah. disco vibe yeah, 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 going yeah. on with that one. So a bit of showbiz news just in. Has on, it just come in? Line. Yeah, off, just come off, in. Off straight the off, the, uh, off the electronic press. Uh, Jodie Marsh. What? Oh, don't say oh, she's got divorced already. No. What? I love Jodie Marsh. I've got a real soft spot for her. Why? Anyway, she. Why? Mm? I just think she's nice. Mm. You like the tattoos and the red hair? No, I don't mean like that. I don't mean. You know, sexually. I, I just mean, like, I think she's fun. I think she's a good person to write about. Anyway, so she's been egged while she's uh, filming her <laughs> latest show. Oh, don't. That's egged. not a nice image, is it? Oh, I thought only MPs me. get I'm egged. Um, also, a little bit of uh, Buble news. Yeah. Uh, Buble has announced that he's having a baby... Girl? Boy. Oh, it's go. a boy! Yeah, wonderful yeah. the boobly little brother, little brother for Noah boobly junior now darling I'm very excited because guess who's here uh, it is tell me well she's a MT reality star she was on Geordie Shore X on the beach is her name Vicky Patterson yes hello Vicky hi Vicky hello Lizzie hello Jonathan how you how doing are you? how are I'm you Vicky right. <laughs> I'm good thank you guys how are you Darling, we're great, but you've been a very, very busy, busy girl. Oh, God, tell us about this last. Honestly, I just don't stop. I don't <laughs> stop. I've just done Matthew right there. Wow, how's that? Lovely, I love Matthew. It was really good. 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 Now, are you going to get us feeling Christmassy? Well, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so, darling. Now, what is this? You've already got two best-selling books. That is correct. And now yeah. you're getting to release your third. Is that correct? It is, yeah. I'm hoping this one is going to do just as well as the others and be as well received. It's called A Christmas Kiss. It's yeah. out today. Um, and it is just the perfect feel-good book for all everyone on like, the run-up to Christmas. Do you know what I mean? It's about a young girl who's sort of driven, ambitious, wants to be a famous fashion designer. Um, it puts the being sort of very unappreciated as first. Think a horrible boss, think the devil wears Prada. Stay uh-huh. like everywhere the lot. Um, and then she, her talents get spotted and before you know it she's living this fast paced and glamorous life with celeb parties film star boyfriends and all the rest of it but of course things aren't always what they see no um, and she has to work out with Christmas fast approaching who she's going to give her Christmas kiss to oh, nice. is, this, is this a kind of run online with your own life a little bit Vicky 
Oh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm, all, like, I'm always looking for love, you know me, Lizzie. I'm really <laughs> hopeless romantic. <laughs> no, darling, but have you found him? Is he out there? you got to the kiss world, a few I'm, frogs. <laughs> I'm sick of kissing frogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> um, I've got me and you need to go on the pole last night. <laughs> no, so, so, Vicky, you're currently on the market, right? I am indeed. That, sorry, that sounded like I was chatting you up. I'm not chatting you up. <laughs> honest, honest. But yeah, 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 I believe yeah. But Vicky, is it hard with the love life because you are in the public eye and anyone you see, it's you know, it's straight away on Mail Online or on OK Online. You know, it, it's everywhere. I mean, is that is that make it tough to to get a boyfriend or keep it's one? So, it's so difficult, is it? Honestly, it's like I feel as though you either find men who really enjoy that side of things. Which like, you know what I mean, popping up on the mail online, getting past all the rest of it, which of course is a massive turn off. You can't trust them. You don't want someone like that in your life. Or the other way, where men just won't touch you with a barge pole because they don't want that side. You sort of need to find like the goals and ticket essentially that man who, who wants you to do well, who wants you to pursue your career, and is proud of you, but has no desire to sort of like to be involved as well. Someone who support you from the sidelines yeah the few and far between me I've never met one I don't know about you no and, and can you tell pretty early on if they're with you for the fame game and they're, they're liking they've got starry eyes I mean can you can you feel that oh no nah, I'm a terrible judge of character horrendous <laughs> I always feel like for the first six months I've just got love hearts in the eyes you know what I mean? And I could be going out with, like, all my friends can see and all my family can see that whoever I'm with is probably not the right one for me. But I'm just besotted, head over heels, nice going, and that glam party's getting past, taking my way on holiday, and then before I know it, it's all too late, and I've realised that they're utter imbeciles. <laughs> oh, bless you, darling. You're such a sweetie. Oh, but, I mean, the show has been such a... I mean, had you any idea Geordie Shaw was going to be the success... It is. Oh my god, absolutely no clue. I mean, five years ago, like if you were told me, you'll have like you'll be a Times number one bestseller, you'll be part of the biggest sort of MTV franchise ever, you'll have a number one fitness cell and DVD, clothing range, protein range, all the rest of it. I would laugh in your face. I would have said, Why I I'll be back and you call someone. <laughs> Why I man <laughs> <laughs> But here I am and honestly I just feel so lucky and so privileged. Oh, but no love. Yeah, I suppose. I think mm. essentially I've, I've managed to do career um, over love, but I, I, I but don't what know about, what to say. Would you, are you after a nice Geordie boy or, or are you going to... What about a nice London Cockney? What about a boy oh, from I, the My Only Ways Essex? I've tried them all. <laughs> I've, tried, I've tried the Only Ways Essex. I've tried X on the Beat. I've tried Geordie Shaw. I've tried reality TV people I don't think they're the ones for me I think I need to go for like a nice sort of like like a plumber yeah. or, or like I don't know someone who's just dead grounded and, and good for us oh. but those regular guys they must get intimidated by you right well it doesn't like I, I essentially like if someone's strong if someone's confident they've got their own life their own mates like mm. I'm not that intimidating am I <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, I'm not scared of you, Vicky. No. No, 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 no. Um, just, just uh, going back to the book. I just wanted to ask. You know, obviously, you mentioned that. Um, you know, the, the main character ends up going to a lot of showbiz bashes, and a lot of that's obviously sort of drawn on your experience. But where do you kind of get the inspiration from? 
I'll, I'll write about what I know. Yeah. Um, it's that classic saying, isn't it? Like, I, I wouldn't know where to start yeah. if I had to write about something alien to me. And I feel as though the reason people are buying these books, the reason people are enjoying them is because there is, my voice is, it shines through. There is a real sense of me in there. Yeah. Um, and I sort of think, like, I have had to draw, draw on my own experiences over the years to write these books. Um, but I think the, the sort of events that my female protagonists protagonist go through are very relatable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just sort of... I mean, the packaging, yeah, it's glamorous parties, it's showbiz events, but essentially it's just a girl who has a dream, who falls in love with the wrong boy and wants to meet the right one. What last can't identify with that? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. Darling, got the T-shirt. <laughs> but um, um, Now, I've got to ask you about X on the Beach because um, actually that show, you cannot stop watching it once you start. Oh, it's addictive, isn't it? It's so addictive. Did you enjoy it? For, the, for this season, I was sort of like, the tables were turned, um, and rather than like me being like an original housemate and have people coming out the sea for me, I sort of like crawled out of the sea for Kirk, didn't I? Yeah. Um, so it was, it was totally turned on its head. And I did enjoy it. Like, you meet some lovely people. Like, it is dramatic, it is controversial, but it's fun when you're in there and you do feed in all the hype. Um, I, of course, have fallen again for the wrong man. Yeah. Um, and the, the aftermath has not been the best. No. Watching the show for me has been traumatic and horrific and horrendous, and now it's ended up with for breaking up. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I know. Sick. I know. Oh, my God. And yeah, I am promoting like a love story. I'm like, who is it? <laughs> I mean, so, is, um, is it hard to watch, though, when you've got real emotions and it's on TV and you have those two emotions? Because I think a lot of people think it's all set up. I know. But I it, think. I think. Yeah. It's not. Okay. Well, it's like it's like anything in life. I think some people walk into situations like dead naive, like where behind the eyes. I do. I just walk into them thinking, I'm just going to be myself. And if I meet someone, I meet someone. If I don't, I don't. If I fall in love, brilliant. If I don't, I don't. And it's so bizarre to me that people will walk into this situation with a game plan mm. or pretending to be something they're not or looking for something in particular. But unfortunately, I got completely. I got done, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't ever <laughs> want to be the type of person who assumes the worst of people or thinks people have an agenda because love should be the one thing in life that you can't control. Yeah. And not playing games. But it is it is tough, darling. But you you are always smiling whenever I see you out. You are you are such a baller of life and fun and always because got a smile I'm on your face. Because I'm always drunk, Liz. I'm always drunk. I didn't say that. I didn't say that, <laughs> So what is next for you? I mean, are you looking to do another reality show? There are rumblings of the jungle. <laughs> There's always rumours around this time every year. Yeah, um, I'm hotly sort of uh, anticipated to be swinging into the jungle yeah. and having like very sexy showers and all the rest of it. But it hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? I think I'm rumoured to go on every single one every single year. I would love to do it. I'd love to do that or like if there was something really exciting. But for now, um, I'm sort of focusing on all the other business ventures, and there'll definitely be a series of Judge Jordy coming up. So oh, good. I am pretty busy. Yeah, well, we think you'd be great in the jungle if it do- if it did happen. Um, support as if I went in. Thanks, yeah, guys. yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Of course, we want you in. <laughs> um, uh, what about another reality? Would you do the Celebrity Big Brother? Because obviously, um, one of your co-hosts um, from Geordie Shaw was in the Celebrity Big Brother house previously. Yeah. We've had a couple of people be, uh, yeah. being Big Brother. I mean, Charlotte obviously absolutely smashed it and took the crown. Um, I think she's really likable. I think she's a really nice girl, and she's just one of those. Like, 
always used to say like in terms of Jodie Shaw, Charlotte's the strawberry jam. Everyone likes strawberry jam, don't they? <laughs> but I'm the I'm the marmite. I Aww. divide people, and I would divide people on on Big Brother as well. I would never win it. I'd probably ruffle some feathers. I'd, I'd probably be entertaining, but I reckon I'd lose my temper at some point, and I don't know, right on the walls in my own too. I really don't think I'd cope in there. <laughs> but that's the watching that makes good TV. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> losing my marbles. Yes, we want that. <laughs> now I would love you in the jungle. Actually, I think you'd be hilarious. If I was ITV, I would sign you up. Thank you, hun. We'll be listening to ITV. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where do you think you'll be spending Christmas, anyway? I always spend Christmas in the same place, yeah. in Moors End, just, like, outside Newcastle, Newcastle City Centre with all my family. Awesome. Um, I mean, the book itself is a story about someone who, sort of, a real home and pigeon wants it all, but wouldn't mean anything if they didn't have their family and friends. Whatever I've achieved, whatever I've got, wouldn't mean anything if I couldn't look after my family. So I'll be straight back there with an IV drip of Bailey's and just feeling myself quality street non-stuff, I'd imagine. Awesome. That sounds like my Christmas. I love a Bailey's <laughs> and quality street. That sounds perfect. Yes. Well, Vicky, we love you here at Fuba Radio. Thank you so much for chatting with us, darling. We're so looking forward about... Your, this is your third book, right? Yeah, it is, Lizzie, aren't you? Oh, it my is. God. You're beating Katie Price, darling. You're doing well. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I'm catching her. I'm catching her up. Oh, well done, darling. Well, look, it's lovely to have you on the show. And stay in touch with us. Come back, won't you? And let us Definitely know, because we want to hear about the jungle, because I know you're going in. <laughs> oh, I want you I'm in. <laughs> All right, darling. Thank thanks, Vic. Thank you so Vic. much for having us. Take See you later. Care. Bye. Oh, what a lovely girl. Isn't she sweet? She is super. I think she's really like I think she's quite hard on herself very hard and I think she's different to what other people think yeah when she says she's Marmite I think she's very very likeable I think I she'd think do well on things so like Big Brother super and I'm a celebrity yeah. well look that is it that's it the end of Two our show Jonathan Bounds thank you thank you thank you it's been amazing let's do it again can we do it again yeah this time next week yeah it's a date it's hard well, it's not a date obviously that'd be weird and, I'm, and I can't wait because we're turning over now to my former co-host it's the one and only Mark Dolan. Love him. We love him. Thank you, everyone. And, and make sure you tune in to us next week here on FUBA Radio. Bye for now. Fubu.